Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you very much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Now, there's a lot of challenges we face. And certainly crime's a problem in this country. It's been highlighted over the last, you know, three, four years for sure. Um, and maybe you heard the update. Uh, that shooter in Minnesota who killed two police officers and a paramedic yeah. was ID'd. 38-year-old Shannon Gooden. Um had a bit of a checkered past. He wasn't supposed to have guns. Oh. You mean there were laws that were permitting him from having a gun, but he got one anyway? Uh, yeah, and then he made a request to get his right back to have the guns in 2020, and uh, the answer was no. Mm-hmm. And so some people are pointing out, and we made quick reference to this yesterday, they hadn't ID'd the shooter. Uh, Alpha News had already ID'd the shooter, and they were correct. It was Shannon Gooden. Some people thought maybe it was the color of his skin, the reason he wasn't ID'd. Right. Because they did cover this story as far as legacy media yesterday, but really no details about the shooter. There was no update right. on that, and that's not a big surprise to people. And, you know, this has been a topic of conversation, say, the shooting in Kansas City after the parade and celebration for the Chiefs. And, you know, it was two black juveniles. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, legacy media has never mentioned that. No. And Ann Coulter was on Bill Maher's show Friday night, and this was getting shared all over the place. I don't know if you'd heard this yet or not, but this is what Ann Coulter said at the time. By the way, to paint the picture, she's sitting right next to Van Jones (laughs) from CNN, who is smugly looking on and smiling and shaking his head like, I can't even believe what this woman is saying, but this is the conversation. I mean, we don't know who did this shooting, by the way. The, the, the Super Bowl shooting. We have some idea. What? If it were a white man shooting, we'd know. Well, we don't know. But they, I mean, they That's how we know it's not a white man. I can tell you that much. Time out for just a second before we go on. How many times do we have this conversation off air? Oh, several. How often are you wrong predicting the way the media treats it? Never. No. I'm trying to think of even one time over Happy the years. Ben. No. Right. That's the point. People see through it. Do you think they were, they were repressing that reporting? They wouldn't tell us about the um, transgender woman that shot up the Christian school for, what, like a year? Um, oh, San Bernardino out here. Remember the crazy terrorist Muslims? Uh, that's when I first noticed, hmm, they're not telling us who it is. I, it's not a white male. The longer they go without telling you, it's not a white male. Okay, well, we don't, for this one, for right now, as of Friday night, February 16th, we, know. we, don't, we don't officially know. Okay, you know, you have special powers. Um, but- well, then she shared. Yeah. Then over the weekend, my special powers came true again. Right, exactly. I mean, no, it, it's not about special powers or superpowers or anything else. It's basic media literacy. It's following how things are reported all the time. Yes. And that is what's so frustrating, because it's not about somehow dunking on a race of people. That's not it. It's that you want to get to, listen for it, the root of the problem. In so many cases, when you're talking about 
gun deaths in the United States, it's usually inner city and guns owned illegally. You can make this point. We do it all the time. Until they want to crack down on that, you're still going to have a massive amount of gun deaths in those areas. And then media will put it up as, look at the mass shootings. we got to do something about guns. No, you have to do something about people in possession of illegal guns. But they do not want to do it. And that's how dishonest the media is. They do yeah. it all the time. Yeah, they do. Uh, because there's no mention ever in the mass shootings of where the guy got his FOID card and where he bought his weapons legally. No. Never. Never. No. And if they are bought legally, they were stolen from somebody's house and used in a crime. And there was that whole thing that we talked about yesterday with the governor of Missouri saying we can't let thugs just go around and ruin things like this. Right. I'm paraphrasing. And then the mayor of Kansas City takes issue and says, well, saying thug is dog whistle. Mm-hmm. He's more worried about some sort of word than actually doing something about all of the crime and the death. Well, the term thugs know no race. Well, I played the clip of Nikki they, Haley they, they talking no about race. Trump siding with a thug, and she was talking yeah, about Putin. I mean, it's, it's, it it's just ridiculous. Yeah. But somewhere where they're doing something about crime, got a guy elected yeah. with record numbers. Yeah, I, I I love this, and I, I've mentioned this guy before. It's Naib Bukele. As, as we talk about getting to the root causes of the illegal immigration crisis, that's like the one guy in Latin America who's actually doing something about it. And oh, yeah. the left in America and in Europe hates this guy. He's the president of El Salvador, and his party just had a massive win in the election. I mean, you're talking there are 60 seats available, mm-hmm. and his party won 54 of them. Three other seats were won by allies of his party. And so it's another supermajority to where he can basically continue to do whatever he's done. And what has he done? He's gone after the crime. He's gone after gang members who have been murdering people in El Salvador for decades. Did you see the celebration of people partying in the streets when he won by record numbers? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was wild. But now you got some people in the U.S. and Europe saying, well, he's a dictator because he's had more than 70,000 people arrested. Uh, this is mass incarceration in El Salvador. Think about that. So yeah, the a BBC people love reporter. It. <laughs> the people love it. Yeah, yeah on, on the eve of the election, a uh, BBC reporter confronted him on it. And uh, uh, President Bukele said, who are you to start lecturing about cracking down on crime? Good for him. We, we took the recipes from the OAS, we took the recipes from the UN, we took the recipes from the European Union, we took the recipes from the United States. None of the recipes worked. More bloodshed, more people were dying. So what do we do? Okay, we do something and we save people. And now we're the safest country in the Western Hemisphere. But suddenly something's bad. Oh, but you shouldn't do that. You should do what I think you should do. Why? If it, not only we have the right to do what we think is it's right, and you haven't proven that your system works in our country. Might work in yours. I don't know. But nope. it doesn't work in ours. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, and oh, well, you see, they're so cramped in there, the prisoners. Yeah, it tells you you don't want to go there. Yeah. Well, and, and, and part of that, I mean, it's a, like a 10-minute long um, uh, tirade that this guy goes on because he's had it with people blaming him for solving a problem. 
and calling him a dictator and all this other stuff. And he says, so, so what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to sit around and let our people get killed? Why? You think we're second-class citizens? Like, what? why is that the answer? And he says, you know, we've locked up 70,000 people. You know why? Because we were the murder capital of the world. That means we have a lot of murderers out there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we got to lock up a lot of people. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw that guy interviewed, it was a couple of years ago, talking about, I mean, it was shocking at the time. Like, well, El Salvador is much safer than Baltimore or Chicago. And to first hear that, El Salvador? Really? Right. Because you didn't know they had turned it around because of this guy's policies. Yeah, yeah good for him. Didn't Tucker interview him? Yeah, a yeah, couple yeah, times. That's the, that's the first time I'd heard of it. Yeah, me too. What was going on in El Salvador. But, yeah, I mean, the safest now in the Western Hemisphere? Wow. Wow. That's something. Um, David, I know you were out yesterday, and then you texted me last night, and I did not know that this actually happened. And we were joking about this the other day, covering the whole Fonnie Willis escapades Mm -hmm. and in that courtroom. And I mentioned, you know, she's going to have to get back to church on Sunday. Not thinking that that. was not thinking that would happen, but apparently she did. Oh, it did. Yeah, disgraced Fulton County, Georgia DA, Fonnie Willis. Gave another church sermon claiming she's the victim after being caught lying about an affair she had uh, with a dude she hired to go after Donald Trump. I mean, this has been a sordid affair. We covered it extensively last week. Um, At the very least, this is a woman who has clearly uh, overstepped the bounds of ethics within the law enforcement realm. (laughs) That's putting it mildly. Yes. But she shows up at a church again, gives a sermon, okay? She's quoting the prophet Isaiah here. Here we go. People send you stuff, you read them, they just kind of become things you recite, but you don't really think about what they say. The scripture they keep sending me is, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I need y'all to hear me though. They did not say the weapons will not form. And that's the part I didn't hear until recently. What? What do you mean? Just because they won't prosper, it doesn't mean that they won't form. Even if you feel like everything you are doing in your life is the right thing, and you're making mistakes all along the way, but you're trying. You should not think that those weapons will not form. The other lesson that I've learned in this three years... Wait a second. Is God a weapon? That weapon they used when you started sleeping with a married dude? Yeah, right. It was, it was crafty. <laughs> Those enemies of God and the kingdom of Judah, right there. <laughs> I was a little distracted by the tinkling piano in the background. Oh, yeah, it yeah. goes through yeah. all the way. Because while she was there, they were presenting her an award for achievement for Black History Month. I'm not making that up. Okay. Yeah, somebody commented she should use that as a paperweight for all the cash she has at her house. (laughs) Well, yeah. So it doesn't fly away. Anyway, it goes on. Is God ordains those weapons. He puts those weapons in your life to form against you. And if you really understand him, you become in your maturity to understand he does it for a reason. Okay. And it's to grow you and it's to make you stronger and it is to prepare you. Okay, hold on a second. I understand, you know, as far as the Bible teaches, you know, when you have challenges, different things, you know, you try to look at it as, hey, this is going to strengthen me. You know, it's making me whole. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
I don't know if that means when you're going with self-inflicted wounds. Yeah, that... Like, like what she's done, especially with a married dude. This, this is very odd. There are many people that saw this are like, are you joking me? Yeah. I mean, as far as I'm just saying comments from the black community saying the black church has got to do something here. Okay, take a long look at what's happening. This is insanity. And so my only request from this family today is this is a really hard job I'm trying to do. Victim. And I am an yep. imperfect human being. Ah, we all are. But I can literally feel the people who loves me's prayers. If just every now and again you'll throw my name in a prayer, God hears his children. Okay. Man, oh man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the look on your face well, is what's killing me here, Scott. You know, these are the types of things that people point to and say Christianity's fraudulent because you got this knucklehead up there with a sympathetic audience playing the victim throwing herself at the mercy of people who have faith and in the Listen, meantime is just this backdoor right. charlatan I'll put it to you this way let's say church I go to it's a Sunday and there's um, a local uh, Republican that's been caught in scandal and they bring him up there but and he has it's not like there's been a whole lot of repenting going on. I am so sorry that I did this. Yeah. None of that. And they're going to pray to him up. To, I'm leaving that church. I am I'm too. done. Are you I, joking I, me? See, Get I am too. Here. You're right. Because there's no, no mention of her going, I am so sorry. Oh, no. My behavior was unacceptable. I'm going to try to be a better person moving oh. forward. I need your prayers for that help. The hell, none of that. Oh, wow. That's wild, man. Okay, there's much to get to. Um, and David has... The story of a CNN reporter asking Biden an absolutely insane question. And much more coming up. Triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's. So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try soon. Harry's is available online and in-store at a retailer near you. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash dance. That's harrys.com slash dance. Or check us out at your local Costco for a price you can't find anywhere else. Just look for the Chrome Razor with 13-blade refills at your local Costco. You can't miss it. Exclusive to Costco members. Boost Our Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. 
Nectar soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirror bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. CNN asked Biden what? Okay, so uh, I don't have the audio of it just because there was a lot of helicopter noise in the background and it was really difficult to make out. But there was a reporter from CNN uh, who asked this question of the president about the death of Alexei Navalny, a top Putin critic who uh, something happened to him in the uh, penal colony he was living in, and he's dead now. Weird. Uh, So uh, MJ Lee with CNN decided to make this about domestic politics and said, quote, would you go so far as to say that Alexei Navalny's blood is on the hands of House Republicans right now? Are you joking? It, what? It has because House Republicans aren't sending more money to Ukraine. Oh, my goodness. Like that. That's actually crazy. That's a, that's an unhinged question to ask of the president and i will say this tip of the cap to joe biden a rare one that i'll give him and that he didn't take the bait he just said oh i wouldn't use that term they're making a big mistake by not responding well respond to what i mean it's kind of like you got two separate things you got the ukraine thing and then you've got putin's authoritarian grip on russia Mm -hmm. that aren't exactly uh, again identical in their nature well, no. How do you? Not- yeah, he said. I don't, I don't know how you can put those together. Well, I asked I think him early you, in the day when right. there was still some cohesiveness there. Yeah. You know, you tell me. Uh, and I, with you out yesterday, I noticed that Martha Raddatz from ABC is in Ukraine. NBC's correspondent is in Ukraine now. Got all that going on, and it was. I don't know. You tell me. Here in Ukraine, Russia has had a major battlefield victory as Ukrainian supplies dwindle. And then they go on to talk about how the Republicans have held up funding to get them the ammunition they need. Well, they weren't exactly. So so then that goes to the next step. Well, this guy's death is because of the Republicans. This is how ridiculous our media is. Well, well, uh when they were well supplied and well stocked it's not like ukraine was winning the war i mean that they told us they were yeah i know well that again this is the uh deceptiveness of national media that they're sending a bunch of people over to ukraine now just as this funding fight is going on and it's less about covering the news and what's going on and more about trying to put pressure on uh on politicians to spend more money because well they've been told to do it of course I don't know if you saw this. I, it's hard for me to believe. They were talking about the hardest working cities in America. And number one was Washington, D.C. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's most of the people. Washington, D.C.? <laughs> yes, I mean, if you look at the top, like, five, you've got Irving, Texas, Cheyenne, Wyoming, Virginia Beach, Anchorage, Alaska. You get that. Number one, D.C., no. because of employment rates and other See, people can't stop laughing. They hear that. Carjacking is a tough job. <laughs> So, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. 
Okay, David, biggest story today? Uh, biggest story of the day. Uh, I mean, where do you want to start here? We've got what's, what happened with the uh, Minnesota shooter who killed two police officers and a paramedic, apparently ID'd, and apparently was not right with the law and able to uh, legally obtain firearms. Weird how criminals ignore the law. Mm-hmm. Um, also... Uh, we've got the fight over funding for Ukraine, of course, like we just mentioned. Um, and there's a story that, that you're bringing to the table, and I have not actually listened to this, Jamie, because I want to hear it fresh. And it has to do with Dr. First Lady, Dr. Jill Biden. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to love that. By the way, real quick, on those cities, hardest working, you know what the laziest is? Huh. Burlington, Vermont. That does not make any sense. Bernie's not happy. News update next. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. You know, it's been talked about many times about Biden and his obvious decline. Some people would say this is like elder abuse. Where's the family? It is like elder abuse. And yes. at the same time, David, you've said many times, look at his wife. She's oh, the yeah. one that wants the juice and the power. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Dr. First Lady, Dr. Jill Biden, will not be stopped. Well, I think that was confirmed this weekend on CBS because Robert Costa had historian Doug Brinkley on. And here's how he set up the question. <laughs> this is pretty funny, man. Jill Biden, the First Lady, has been out front working with the president, uh, urging supporters to rally behind him. Do you believe she's a vital part of this campaign? She is the vital part. Dr. Jill Biden is it. She is it. I'm sorry. It's Dr. First Lady, Dr. Sir. See? Show a little damn respect, okay? He didn't get the memo yet. But the historian takes us on a ride to tell us about some past presidents whose wives said, enough, we're done here in this town, but not Jill Biden. Okay, so the historian educates us. I'm giving you two. Truman could have stayed on and Johnson, and they both said, no, it's because their wives, their spouse said enough. That's not the case with Jill Biden. She likes power. She wants to stay. She wants some sense of revenge. She teaches in Virginia Community College. This milieu around our building here, this is, is her home. Um, and the idea of relinquishing it all uh, after you've taken the slings and arrows of the last uh, years of attacks. And at the last minute, just when you get all the delegates, you're going to say, I'm going to open it up to a bunch of people. It's, it's very childish when you read those kind of reports. Yeah. Oh, hold on a second. Taking all the arrows, all the shots, the Bidens. Mm-hmm. Step in Trump shoes for a couple days. Right, no kidding. <laughs> Dude, we're You've re- been protected. We're reacting to what we see and hear. If that's taking a shot, well, so be it. Oh, the criticism of well, this? Yeah. Are you joking? Look at all the evidence. Well, the family and the corruption and well, everything else. Not only that, but we've got the slurring and the truant to dash up into pressure. And we've got, <laughs> I mean... You're going to take slings if that's how you talk. You opened the borders to the country. Yes. You're looking at policy. I'm just looking totally from an aesthetic standpoint. Like, okay, this is him tripping upstairs. and The policy is worse than the aesthetics. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I don't disagree with you. But when you combine the two, yeah, you take slings and arrows. Yes. Holy cow. So, yes, I thought that was interesting. When you look at the when he actually said she loves power. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, that's again, that's going to have to be a conversation with people much more powerful 
than the current crop of people urging Joe Biden to step down. If Joe Biden is going to step down sometime around the convention, I think that's probably when yeah. that would occur um, so that they can avoid a messy primary fight and all that. You can just have the convention decide. And if they skip over Kamala Harris, then, well, so be it. They did. The people spoke, sort of, is how they're yeah. going to try to position it. And for Jill Biden, there, there's no way she's going to go down without a fight. It'll get ugly because they well, they can expose that family. Well, dude, I mean, very she, easily. She's over here. You know how many poopy diapers I have changed on this man over the years. <laughs> you know how much how much resolve it took to look the other way during <clears throat> shower time with Joe Biden. Oh yeah. Mm. Well, well, you know, did you hear the story behind the scenes? As far as David Axelrod, the inner fighting for power, and Axelrod has said a few times, Joe's lost a step, probably not going to be the guy, that sort of thing. Did you hear what Biden called him behind the scenes? No. Well, like a Richard. It rhymes with that word, <laughs> but PR. Yeah. Wow. Like that, whatever. Yeah, I, from everything that you read, there is a behind-the-scenes struggle right now. And there are people that want Biden out, but I think they'll probably take him out of the convention. That would be a guess. Man. Talk about high drama. Holy smokes, daddy Oh, yeah. If that happens? Oh, yeah. Oh. Then Jill starts fighting? Man. We'll know a lot more about the Dang. family corruption at that point. All right. That point of the show. Go around the table. May not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention today, David. What's your story? We talked about the story last week of this uh, New York Magazine writer who yeah. uh, is a finan personal financial advice columnist for New York Magazine who claims that she got duped in one of the dumbest scams I've ever heard of. And the short version is she gets a call from somebody she thinks is from Amazon, mm -hmm. and then they say, well, there's a problem with your business account, suspicious activity. She says, no, there, I don't have a business account with Amazon. Oh, says the Amazon whatever uh, uh, caller. Well, let me transfer you to somebody with the FTC because apparently that's something that Amazon would do, says a reasonable person. Um, and then uh, that person winds up transferring her to somebody saying he's from the, F uh, from the CIA. And long story short, she believes that she's in grave danger and withdraws $50,000 cash from the bank and hands cash. it... Cash. Cash. Hands it to some guy in an SUV, and he drives away with it. And now she says, okay, yeah, but anybody could have fallen for that. No, they couldn't. Come on. The Washington Post has a story out today reacting to that, saying, well, you know, today you might be making fun of the financial advice writer who went viral for putting $50,000 cash in a box and handing it to a stranger. Tomorrow, you or someone you love could be falling for a much less dramatic scam. Well, yeah, because most people aren't that dumb. To it say, was astounding when you gave the story yeah. that this is a financial advisor. Yeah. Okay. And I can't remember. It was either Good Morning America or the Today Show. They featured that story today later in the show, but I did not have time to stick around to see it. Oh. But they, they were going to have her on. <laughs> well, like, one, uh, also, the more I think about it, by the way, one, one the Washington Post, yet, yes, a lot of people fall for scams every single day. Yes, of course. And that's true. Not this level. This is ridiculous. Well, and sometimes it's playing on someone and their personality and what they could be going through, someone yeah. that's lonely. Yeah. 
And it's like the you know the mail order stuff, right. whether it's the brides or some guy is saying, I can't wait to come see you, but I can't. Yeah. I'm in some foreign country. Please send your cash. Yeah. And some poor soul is duped. This is a financial advisor. Well, the, the other thing is, I, the more I think about it, the more I think she made the whole thing up. Why? Well, because, because it's actually unbelievable. And scammers don't have to work that hard to get people to give them money. It, like the, the whole idea that there would be this scam operation sitting mm-hmm. around waiting for someone to put $50,000 in a shoebox and hand it over, that's unbelievable to me. When you can just capture somebody online yeah. and get them to give up some sensitive information, steal a little bit of money. In the 21st century, scammers don't have to work this hard. And to me, either she made it up to try to get clicks and try to, you know, make some money, or she needed to explain $50,000 missing from her bank account to her husband. (laughs) Someone's got gambling debt, okay? That's all I'm saying. Well, it's interesting you say that because... Jim Cramer was encouraging people to uh, to go ahead and invest on guys with black SUVs last night. <laughs> 30% on your investment. Yes. Bye, bye, bye. Oh, yes. goodness. All right. For what's your story, Scott? What do you got today? A study out of Finland uh, today about transgenderism. Clinical gender dysphoria does not appear to be a, uh, a to be predicate of all cause nor suicide mortality when psychiatric treatment history is accounted for. In other words, there's no evidence they've found that there's any more suicides than ordinarily in any other part of the population due to transgenderism. Okay. Dr. Jordan Peterson got a hold of this and said, oh, look, the absolute blanking obvious has once again been demonstrated. Every clinician worth his or her salt already knew this to be true, and damned few have had the cojones to state it publicly. I'm ashamed at the cowards in my profession. Wow. I mean, we've talked about this before, that that's the, you fall on the, they'll commit suicide sword. Yes. And the uh, Finland study demonstrated that that absolutely was not true. And that's not the first. No. Been many of those. You know what, on that, from my story today, I'm going to feature Brett Weinstein, who is on with Joe Rogan. And... I guess I could make the excuse and say this is a story to people because if you're one of those that feels like, oh my gosh, this is a losing battle when it comes to just information and so many people being brainwashed for years by media, believing things that aren't true. Sometimes you get this little spark hearing it from someone else that, yes, it's starting to turn the corner. There are more people waking up to what's going on. And really, when you look at the big picture and you step back for a second, you could see over time, even journalists that were on the left that now are being accused of being these crazy right wingers because they were just after finding the truth. And Weinstein's one of those guys to me. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about that on the podcast. I don't think there was any cussing at this part. Oh, boy. Of the Rogan podcast. Get on the button. Well, you got to risk it for the biscuit. Just play the clip. I want you to see what you think, because in the end, he's, he mentions Elon Musk. Roll it. They didn't anticipate that they were going to. He's talking about the global elites that actually control the information, because that is happening. They didn't anticipate that they were going to create an alternative to the media that they controlled. That's how little they understand. They didn't realize that at some point, if they tried to push the idea that you know, fat is beautiful, that uh, you're somehow morally defective if you're not attracted to trans people. By pushing that nonsense, they 
created a rebellion. They forced people to actually consider these things, which made a lot of us reject them. And by rejecting them, there's now a very influential, if not powerful, group of people across a wide spectrum discussing what those elites are up to, right? We even, I think, have elites of our own. Before you get to that, and I think it's just people off the top of my head, you know, the Barry Weisses of the world, and him, and I guess he's going to get to uh, Elon Musk, but Matt Taibbi, um, Michael Schellenberger, just to name a few. Mm -hmm. I appreciate all those people because in a lot of ways they have stuck their neck out there to tell the truth of what's going on. I, I, I can't be certain, but Musk doesn't look like he's on their team to me. He's not on their team. That's what I think. Well, he's insanely wealthy and independent and an actual legitimate genius in a world of fools. And I think that's the good news. And they go on to say that it's not like Elon Musk doesn't have his faults. He absolutely does. But they tell the story of when he talked about advertisers could go bleep themselves if they were, you know, trying to threaten him with withholding money because he has enough money to say that. And he had enough money to spend and overspend to buy Twitter so that truth could be actually told. And I think. That's the good news because more people are waking up to it because all these other things don't make sense. You know, if you happen to see the video of the biological male, you know, injure three girls yeah. at a basketball game. God. Yeah. That was insane. Yes, it was. Yeah, that outrages people. And you have a group, the elite group, saying, no, you have to be inclusive. That person has a right to be playing with those girls. No, no, that person does not. And hopefully then sanity wins. So I think that's good news. So there you go. Much more to get to. Boy, that video, if you haven't seen it, holy yeah, cow. No kidding. Wow. It's it's absolute insanity. I don't know what it's else you could do. Infuriating. Yes. Uh, all right. David's got a clip of Nancy Pelosi. This must be good. That much more coming up. Triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's. So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try soon. Harry's is available online and in-store at a retailer near you. 
Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash dance. That's harrys.com slash dance. Or check us out at your local Costco for a price you can't find anywhere else. Just look for the Chrome Razor with 13-blade refills at your local Costco. You can't miss it. Exclusive to Costco members. What does the future of mobility in Michigan sound like? It's the sound of new EV charging stations at our state parks. It's the sound of 17.5 billion in new investments to produce EVs and batteries in Michigan. And that? That's the silence of Michigan's new in-road wireless charging system. Discover all the ways MEDC is driving next-gen mobility in Michigan at michiganbusiness.org/radio. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Nancy Pelosi, somebody's still putting her on? Why? Uh, yeah, well, because apparently she is the voice of the people. Uh, former House <laughs> Speaker Nancy Pelosi <laughs> thinks Trump is still being held hostage by Russia or something. They got what? something on him. This is from an interview with current MSNBC host and former Biden spokeswoman Jen Psaki. Oh, gosh. What do you think? We're all wondering this question, Speaker Pelosi. What do you think Putin has on him? I mean, it sure seems like something, as you've said a few times, given that he refuses to criticize him, that he seems to be a fanboy of him. Yes, the, the dollars. So I don't know what he has on him, but I think it's probably financial. I think it's probably financial, either something financially has on him or something on the come. Hmm. After all the millions of dollars of investigations and years spent, yeah. you have nothing, but yeah. you still think there's something there. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder what Ukraine has on Biden. I wonder what China has on Biden. Of course, I don't have to wonder too much if you just look at the receipts. What a joke. Hey, whiz. Nancy Pelosi. Is she going to die in office? Well, because, yeah. I mean, as long as she runs, they'll they'll put her back in D.C. Did did she say she wasn't going to be running again? Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember now. Maybe I just had a fever dream about that, but... Hey, you might be right. I, no, you I, could look it up. I'm not 100% sure on that right now. Oh, no, never mind. No, she she is running for re-election. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't seem like the type of person that wants to give up any sort of juice at all. That's that's kind of what she lives for. That's what it seems. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, Boy. Sort of mentioned this earlier. And they say it's not so bad, I guess. But they were talking about... The spot in movie theaters that has the most bacteria? Gross. Yeah, it's the cup holder. Mm. Is it because more people use that? Well, and I would guess that goes you got in there. The, the hands. Yeah. yeah. Going in you're there. coming back there, the, the cup, yeah. and then it's, you know, you're eating things, and right. then that from the fingers are getting back on there. Gosh, They're saying dang it's, it. it's not the terrible kind of bacteria. It's like 2,300 and change. It's like, Different bacterias or whatever. It's peace-loving bacteria, non-radicalized. That's <laughs> what it is. So if I lick my cup afterwards, it may cure my acne. <laughs> Maybe that's the cure for baldness. You, you know? never know. I'll rub it on my freaking head. <laughs> well, it's one of those things, you know, and this was way before COVID. I think it was when my wife and I had kids. It was like, okay, want to make sure their hands are clean. Yeah. And it was, you know, like the disinfectant wipes and all that stuff. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you go into a restaurant and wiping down a table. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, this might be a bit much, but I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to cause a fight. Like, okay, yeah, whatever. But now, now I can't, 
unthink it. We go to a theater. I may say, you got one of those wet nap things? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Wipe that thing down. Jeez. Any of those disinfected things? God dang. <laughs> we'll look That's... right past the fact that the stores, the, the floors are always sticky for some reason. Yeah. It's... But, Manny, if you're going to touch the cup and then put it into the popcorn and you got that, I don't I don't oh, want to think no. that. It's gross. Yeah. This is the Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you for being here, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Happened to see this today from the free press. Democratic vibe shift on Biden's age. This is where it says last year Joe Biden privately called David Axelrod. You know, he was Obama's guy, his architect. Called him a, well, it rhymes with Richard. Oh. But the short name for Richard. Huh. Trying to just be friendly if you have a Call him a rich. Maybe. For suggesting that Biden might not be the nominee in 2024. So you've had some old Obama people saying, yeah, it's it's really tough. But, yeah, he's lost a step. <clears throat> Get out, Joe. Yeah. And so, yeah, as the story goes, it's a concern for average Americans when they look at Biden right now and they say age. Yeah. Both of you guys have pointed out many times it's not so much the age. No. It's the ability and just the rapid cognitive decline. Well, I mean, it was on display just when he tried to do that presser after the terrible <laughs> classified documents case where well, there was no case they weren't right. going to go forward because they said he's well he's a, basically an elderly guy well-meaning right well-meaning but gets confused. but he couldn't stand trial yeah and jury be like god oh, the guy didn't even know what he was doing <laughs> and the reporter asked him well, many american people have been watching and they have expressed concerns about your age that is they, your judgment they, that is your judgment to public that is not the judgment of the press they express See, to me, that made no sense. No, she's saying the American people, right. they've spoken in polling. They think you're too old. The, uh, no, that's yours. No, she just told you. you just that's gave the American her, people. She just gave her an example of what the report said. Right. Exactly. <laughs> hmm. Express concerns about your mental acuity. They say that you are too old. Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? Why, what is your answer to that question? I'm the most question? qualified person in this country to be president of the United States and finish the job I started. <laughs> who believes that? Yeah, boy. Democrats don't even believe that. Oh, they're, they're circling the wagons now. Yes. The push is on. Oh. I mean, it's on. Yeah. It's going on behind the scenes and starting to surface above the scenes now. Man, it's happening. Well, it mentions Saturday, the failing New York Times, the columnist, Ezra Klein. Yeah. 4,000 words explaining why he thinks Biden, as painful as this is, should find his way to stepping down as a hero. A hero to who? I don't know. Right, exactly. So... Yeah. John Favreau, the Obama speechwriter, said sort of the same thing. Yeah, a lot of Democrats share this concern. So we'll see what happens. Yep. 
we get that going on. Happy to see this. Um, and I've brought this dude up a few times. Roland Fryer. And if that mean, that name means nothing to you, this was a guy that worked at Harvard. And, you know, his story from humble beginnings. It's a black kid against all odds. I mean, ends up with this great education, is brilliant, is a rising star. He's an economist at Harvard. And all of a sudden, he kind of gets shoved down. You're like, well, what happened? Well, the story was that, uh, well, he sent a few unwanted texts. There was an, a pattern of behavior that failed to meet expectations at Harvard, is what they had said at the time. He made a couple of jokes that maybe were ill-advised in a text to a female. Huh. But people wondered, was there more to it? And I remember watching a documentary on this saying that wasn't what it was really about. It was about the research that he came back with that people didn't like, including Claudine Gay at the time. So now that Claudine Gay is gone, I guess he feels a little freer to tell his story. He did an interview with Barry Weiss from the Free Press. Um, Daily Wire covered it, and it's really interesting because the research I'm talking about was that when you look at the actual numbers, and this was done in 2016, that police were more likely to either manhandle or use some other kind of non-fatal force against blacks and Hispanics than against people of other races. But he also found out that officers were 23.8% less likely to shoot at blacks than whites, and 8.5% less likely to shoot at Hispanics than whites. And he said it showed no racial differences in officer-involved shootings. And all of a sudden, people were freaking out around him saying, uh, you shouldn't publish that. He said, I had colleagues, take me aside, don't. You, this is going to ruin your career. And now he is out and he's speaking about it. And I'm glad that he is. Yeah. Um this is part of what he said. I thought it was interesting. So what my paper showed was that, yes, we saw some bias in the low-level uses of force every day pushing up against cars and things like that. People tend to like that result. But we didn't find any um, racial bias in police shootings. Now, that was really surprising to me because I expected to see it. The little-known fact is I had eight full-time RAs that it took to do this over nearly a year. When I found the surprising result... I hired eight fresh ones and redid it to make sure. They came up with the same exact answer, and I thought it was robust. And then I went to go give it, and my God, all hell broke loose. Yep. Hey, you can't tell the truth. So then he's like, no, I'm going to tell the truth. And respect to him for doing it. Oh, yeah. And I remember seeing that in the documentary, and it was like, no one's telling a story. I know John McHorder and Glenn Lowry were trying to tell that story. But it didn't seem to get much traction. Um, but he said when he did come out with the research, he was getting death threats. I didn't realize that at, you know, at the time. I lived under police protection for about 30 or 40 days. I had a seven-day-old daughter at the time. So I, I was going to the grocery store to get diapers with the armed guard. It was crazy. It was really, truly crazy. So if you don't think there are people out there trying to control a narrative, you're naive. Yeah. You know, and, and to, to issue the truth like this, 
when there was absolutely nothing you were going to gain personally from this, you were going to lose personally from this, says something about the character of the person who did it, too. I totally agree. I mean, he, he had nowhere to go but down, and he knew it. But yet the truth, he wanted the truth to prevail in this case. So I don't I know always... if he knew the extent of it, but he knew it wasn't going to be welcomed news. That's for sure. Yeah. So I guess Barry uh, Weiss, when she was interviewing him um, and was talking about Claudine Gay no longer at Harvard. Oh, yeah. Cause she was a big part um, in him getting slapped down. Uh, asked Roland Fryer if he believed in karma. And he just said, I hear it's a mother bleeper. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, yeah. Well, um, I mean, the falsehoods pushed out by national media and Democrats on on police brutality and whatnot um, have consequences. It goes back to that polling we saw during the summer of love, where it was what was it like? Uh, 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 was it over fifty percent when you combined liberal and very liberal respondents believed that over a thousand? black men unarmed black men were killed by the cops every year yes like that, that's just and not some true. some thought it was upwards of ten thousand yeah that it, obviously it's not true no but that year it was 14 yeah it's insane but again well and they had all the usual suspects promoting the cause yes of course it was brawny talking like an idiot oh yeah there are a lot of useful you idiots know, i mean that we're saying they're parroting the same talking points yeah it's worse the people that know the truth and just blatantly lie but getting to the truth is such a penalty attached to it that's why all those independent journalists i'm always like good for you yeah i'm thankful for you meanwhile <laughs> who is claiming a non-binary student was beaten to death well that one i want to say this is a terrible story out of owasso oklahoma okay uh, uh, not terribly far from Tulsa, Oklahoma, 16-year-old student um, who was involved in a fight, apparently, at high school, and she went to the hospital, and then, what was it? It was one or two days later, she went back to the hospital and then died. And so they're trying to figure out what exactly happened. The cops are still investigating all of this. And the story has come out that she identified as non-binary. Although there are discrepancies because her own mom calls her a girl. So I, you know, but grandma, I, it's it's very strange what hmm. exactly happened here. But leftists have taken up this mantle and said, oh, you know what? Because the governor of Oklahoma has been signing bills, you know, regulating more strictly things like sex change surgeries for children. That's why this person was beaten to death at school. She was not beaten to death at school. She did pass away. We don't have all the answers as to why. There was an unnamed source that told a local news outlet that uh, there was a, a brain bleed. But I, again, I, I, I don't know what the entire circumstances were with all of it. But immediately the narrative has been pushed, beaten to death because they were non-binary. I think most people just don't believe that anymore. They'll, they, and most people will say that is tragic. You don't want anybody to die, obviously. But to believe that narrative, there's just less and yeah. less people that, that trust media for that or when they say something outrageous like that. You know, you're talking about research that's done that pushes against the narrative. 
There was just a piece. I just saw this today. Um, Yahoo News, of all people. Men and women's brains do work differently. Scientists discover for first time. For the first got, time? Yeah, I got no lab coat here, but I'm going to go, yes. I think we've all known that for a long time. Common sense would tell you well, this. Right. Yeah, live your life, man. But scientists have shown for the first time. They've shown it. That's what they're saying. And this breakthrough shows sex does matter in how people think and behave. So just from the story, the issue of whether male and female brains are distinct has proven controversial. And I could fill in because of some kooks, but but some academics arguing it is society rather than biology that shapes divergence. Now, you'll always have some people that are a little against the norm. You'll always have that. Yeah. But you're going with, you know, the percentages, the higher percentages. So, as again, they say it's never had any definitive proof but now at stanford university they've shown it's possible to tell the sexes apart based on activity in hot spot areas of the brain they include the default mode network it's an area of the brain thought to be the neurological center for self and is important for introspection and retrieving personal memories and the limbic system is also implicated which helps regulate emotion memory and deals with sexual stimulation okay mm-hmm and so it goes on to just talk about the doctor, the professor of psychiatry um, at Stanford, said this is very strong as far as the evidence that sex is a robust determinant of human brain organization. And again, for a lot of people, they're like, well, yeah, but sure. Well, not surprised that they found that. But there's already pushback from different people pushing against that. Well, do, do we don't know. Um, are we looking at what could be called sex gender differences? Oh, stop it. <laughs> Right. Dude, if your life's work is all on that hocus pocus, you're going to try to defend it with everything you got. Right. Because if not, your game is over. Well, your yeah. livelihood. Yeah. I mean, people are wired differently. That's part of the beauty of the human experience. It's also very evident when you see how many people are lining up to a Taylor Swift show <laughs> versus how many people, how many dudes are, whining, uh, are, are lining up to go to an Iron Maiden concert. Well, uh, yeah. Men and women yes. are wired differently, generally speaking. Obviously. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Yo, you know what we got to get to? Our no BS selection update. Um, David actually got some polling that shocked him. Get to that much more. Coming up right here. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try soon. Harry's is available online and in-store at a retailer near you. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash refresh. That's harrys.com slash refresh. Or check us out at your local Costco for a price you can't find anywhere else. Just look for the Chrome Razor with 13-blade refills at your local Costco. You can't miss it. Exclusive to Costco members.
Pure opportunity. It's what Michigan is all about. The opportunity to do more. The opportunity to connect with the best talent. The opportunity for people of all backgrounds to grow and expand their business. The opportunity to live and work in a state where paychecks go farther. The opportunity is now, and it's right here in Michigan. Visit michiganbusiness.org slash radio to discover all the ways the Michigan Economic Development Corporation is helping Michigan thrive. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's time for our update. It's the Markley Van Camp and Robbins 2024. 2024. Are you running? Are you not running? No BS update. Everything you need to know without all the crap. I'm allowed to do an research. Right. So you have something today, David, that yeah. was surprising to you. I got hairy legs. Well, that's not surprising hair. at all. Yeah. We knew that. That's that's actually yeah. a, a cornerstone of Joe Biden's policy is, mm-hmm. is having hairy legs and celebrating it. Well, it's the all-important Harry Lake vote. That's it's, very true. Yeah, that's well, right. They're all mail-in ballots, too. Well, this is polling yeah. from Siena, a uh, pretty reputable poll, and they did not, unfortunately, capture the Harry-legged vote here. Uh, hmm. But overall, in New York, the state of New York, Joe Biden is under 50%. Whoa. <laughs> which, uh, does this mean yeah. that New York is in play for Donald Trump? No. But... Uh, It's 48 to 36. The fact that in a deep blue state with so many people, especially in the New York metro, that would be basically built-in liberals for Democrats. I mean, Joe Biden has lost a significant amount of support. Uh, Even among Democrats, 75% say they're planning on voting for Biden. 75. That's it. Uh, GOP, of course, 76% say it's Donald Trump. So about the same split there. Independence, though, uh, Trump is leading by 12 points, 31-43, among independents in the state of New York, uh, leading with men by seven. Uh, Joe Biden is leading women, uh, 54-29. It's tied in the suburbs. (laughs) The suburban vote in New York is tied between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Now, Jewish votes, uh, Jewish voters, I should say, are a big uh, driver of the decline here. Trump is leading among Jewish voters by nine points, 44 to 53, in favor oh, of I Donald bet. Trump. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, it, is, it is shocking to see the numbers here do what they've done. I mean, in part, I think you can also tip the cap to... Uh, uh, Lee Zeldin, former Republican congressman who who ran for governor in New York and managed to, even though he didn't win, managed to get the vote out for a lot of Republicans uh, throughout the state of New York. You also have people just seeing reality. That too. I mean, you're <laughs> well, seeing. <that's> what... <laughs> I mean, you're seeing the state of New York 
completely get weaponized against Donald Trump. And I think a lot of people are waking up to this and saying, oh, this is bad. Oh, yeah. And when you have so many people leaving because of Democratic policies, I mean, you're. And look at that guy, you know, that's why this they're... is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. This is what, Scott? That's why they're counting on that all important uh, illegal vote. Because they're going to need it. Think of this, too. I guess I should clear my mind here a little bit. Can't understand why he's not getting getting the vote. Wow. That's that's me in high school with my pothead buddies trying to explain how the Wizard of Oz actually isn't perfectly synced with Dark Side of the Moon. But you tried it. We tried it. That's the important thing. (laughs) <laughs> All right, what's the biggest story today? Uh, biggest <laughs> biggest story of the day. Uh, I mean, to me, I, I think on the global stage, it's what's gone on in El Salvador and the how the voters are responding there. Is really Get to that next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, you saw the president of El Salvador speaking, and it's inspired you, David. All right, well, I think it's it's very inspirational what he's done. Again, for all the talk about solving the illegal immigration crisis uh, by addressing root causes, uh, the president of El Salvador, Nayib Bukele, is a guy who's addressing the root causes, namely extreme gang violence. And this guy has taken El Salvador from the murder capital of the world to one of the safest countries, certainly in Latin America, if not in, in, the, in the, he says, the whole Western Hemisphere. Um, and his party just had a massive win in the election. Again, uh, they, they, they went, I think there's, what, 60 seats available in the legislature, and his party has won 54 of them, and then three other seats have been picked up by allies of him. So that's it, incredible. It's 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 a super majority, but even super majority seems to be underselling what has been accomplished there. And the number one thing has been he locked up criminals. He yes, said, we are not doing this anymore. But now you got some people in the U.S. and in Europe thinking, oh, this guy's a dictator because, oh, he's arrested 70,000 people. How can he do that? That's a large incarceration rate. So a BBC reporter confronted him on it yesterday, and I think he put it pretty simply. Here's why we have 70,000 people that have been locked up in, in the recent past. Okay. The difference is that in the UK, the UK is not the world murder capital. El Salvador was, by your own accounts, the world murder capital. Why is that? Because we have the place in the world with the most, with the biggest amount of murderers. So, of course, you cannot arrest 70,000 people because you don't have 70,000 murderers because you're not the murder capital of the world. But we did have 70,000 murderers, and that's just a, a, a number that coincidentally is the number that we arrested. So why do we have the biggest incarceration rate in the world? Because we ended, we changed the murder capital of the world, the world's most dangerous country, in the, into the safest country in the Western Hemisphere. And the only... Well, you have to have law and order. I mean, it's basic well, common sense. We, but we treat it as an anomaly, what he's saying, because it is. Yes. We're not used to hearing this. Imagine a world where criminals are locked up. <laughs> Imagine trying to stop the murder rate from going up. Imagine. I know. God, I mean, again, the rest of the world's going, well, this is so crazy. 
Now, most of the regular people are saying this is refreshing. Exactly. Regular people are saying that. Yes. Yes. And the only way to do that is to arrest all the murderers. There's no other way to do it. Well, oh. the other way to be to kill all the murderers. <laughs> we don't have that penalty. So we have to arrest all the murderers. So you say, why, why is such a big number? Well, what do you expect? That we arrest 100 people and we leave 69,900 gang members in the streets and suddenly the, the murder rate will drop? Or do you expect that we, because we're Salvadorans or something, because we're second-class citizens or something, we have to die? Oh, good for him. Yeah. No. And there's a president that can do math. Right. Right. I'm jealous. In a, in a, in a language that is not his first language. Yeah. No. Wow. Yeah, that is. It's it's so good to hear. But it's it's just logic that's being applied. Correct. I mean, well, and it takes stones to do it. Yeah, you murder somebody, you go to prison. We can't kill you. We probably would, but we can't. Right. Yeah, when he was first introducing all that stuff, you know, there were some people there, you know, a little taken aback until they realized, wow, I don't have to look over my shoulder all the time when I'm going out in the evening and things like that. It's Kind of nice living in a safe society. And one of you guys said, what, the prisons are pretty crowded? Yeah, they are. Yeah, Be good. And I, I like how he just says, well, yeah, and it's basic math. I mean, it, you don't have in the U.K. or in the U.S., you know, 70,000 murderers running around all the time. So, well, or, or at least what would be relative to the population. You don't have that number of people running around. It's been a free-for-all here for decades. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and, and he acknowledges. He's like, we're going to have to be tough for about a decade probably. To, to oh, make yeah. sure that this actually stops. And you have Human Rights Watch and other groups saying this is inhumane, oh, the way these prisoners bad. are treated. Too bad. You, okay, you've seen the different videos that they play to support their case that this is inhumane. Did it look inhumane? No. It didn't look pleasant. But it's not like people are getting beaten. I have a, it's I have, I have a very bizarre concept. Prison is not supposed to be pleasant. No. It's not. It's a place you don't want to go. You don't want to go there. And if I see people there and they're not having a good time, it might keep me from going there. That's the idea. Maybe. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. Such a crazy concept. I know. And with the criminals. But, I mean, you, you look at different issues in our country. I mean, you, we talk about, well, the left will say, we've got to do something about gun violence. Okay. If you really get to the root of the problem right where a lot of the deaths are coming from the majority is gang related yeah no yeah. one wants to talk about that but the left still go you know the nra <laughs> right. the nra and i could not believe it and we had a little clip earlier of bill maher from the other night that had ann Coulter and van jones van jones went back to the nra line Oh, please. Talking about guns. You haven't heard this, have you, David? No, no, I haven't. Oh, good. That's why I wanted to just spring it on you, because I knew this would drive you crazy. Listen to this. Well, the disparity has a special name called the NRA. That's, a, that's the source of it. There is an organized uh, gun lobby that's not about the gun owners. Gun owners, frankly, agree with some of those numbers. It's the gun manufacturers that are the number one source of the money into the NRA, and people are still scared to, to take these votes. Okay, wait for it. The good part's coming. As Basil, as Didn't number, the NRA just go bankrupt? Yeah. Well, now, now, as I'm saying, now, and now, it's and, not I, the NRA. I, I, I guarantee you'll, you'll see a difference going forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the NRA went bankrupt not only because of a, 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 of a corrupt, overzealous prosecutor and, and, and attorney general in the state of New York, but 
but also because they've been hemorrhaging uh, uh, membership because a lot of people who had been members realized that the NRA was corrupt in and of itself Mm -hmm. and wasn't really doing gun stuff anymore. They were more interested in funding Wayne LaPierre's uh, extravagant lifestyle and Mm -hmm. doing dank memes on social media instead of actual. So that's why there's a ton of different groups, uh, uh, Firearms Policy Coalition, Gun Owners of America, et cetera, that have been exploding in membership because they're actually defending gun rights. I remember seven years ago, a buddy of ours said, I'm done with the NRA. Really? Why? And then he kind of laid it out, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's been going on for a while. But for a Van Jones, mm, NRA. Right, okay. You just go back to that, you know, again and again. Okay, so another story that I didn't see, you saw it, David. MSNBC says that conservatives are outraged. <laughs> about what? About About Beyonce's new country songs or new country album or whatever. Apparently, we are all outraged about it. I didn't know that. I haven't seen any receipts on it. I haven't heard this from anybody I know I, I've heard that is a conservative. I've heard people say they don't think the songs are very good that, right. that we've heard. One of them, That's, Texas Hold'em, it, I think Scott it was put okay. It, Scott put it well. It just sort of sounds like you know generic, like like in the back of an ad that you would be seeing. You know, yeah. it's fine, whatever. It wasn't terrible. Yeah. No, it was just stock. Yeah, but MSNBC had a whole segment of how conservatives are outraged at Beyonce right oh, now. God. And this is a conversation between one of their anchors and a Daily Show cast member. Okay. We were talking about the conservative outcry over Beyonce's upcoming country album. One could joke this whole affair illustrates uh, that the far right actually really hates cultural appropriation, but black people have always been a part of folk and country music. Oh, my God. You want to weigh in on that? If white people hated cultural appropriation, then they shouldn't have created music. Because every form of music in America was stolen from black people. Rock and roll, jazz, blues, country, pop music. So if you have a problem with cultural appropriation, Mm. y'all created classical music. Y'all could have stuck with that. (laughs) Well, you just build up a straw man for your audience. Right. So that way, you know... (laughs) The bitter old ladies that watch that network and say, and now the conservatives don't like Beyonce. Queen Bay. Well, it's, it's strange. Yeah, they don't I, care. You know, in the end, I don't know how the country audience will receive the songs. Again, I thought, eh, it's all right. It's nothing all that special. But, you know, when you're talking about cultural appropriation, scared of black people. I mean, there's one name that immediately comes to mind, Darius Rucker. From Hootie and yeah. the Blowfish, uh, what, a decade ago or so? Yeah. Turned around and started making country music. And he was huge in the format. Absolutely. Because yes. people liked listening to his songs. His cover of Wagon Wheel, I was in country music when the, or country radio when that came out. I heard that song three times a morning doing the morning show because people loved it. Well, there, I mean, I'm dating myself a little. I didn't play him as Currents, but as Library, there was Charlie Pride. Yeah. Years ago. Country Charlie Pride, sir. Was that the nickname? Yeah. Okay. What about Cowboy Troy? I, I forgot he, about Cowboy Troy. He used Troy. to hang out with Big and Rich. Yeah, he did. That was fun. I don't think the career ever took off. But again, man, this reminds me of the one year. Scott, I think you were in the hospital. David, you and I were talking about how people were saying conservatives were so mad at Starbucks oh, yeah. because of a Christmas cup. And I'm like, I have literally heard zero people talk about this. I mean, nobody. And then you found out they made it up. Well, there. It was that like, there was conservative outrage. Yeah, there there was like one 
preacher, I think, in Arizona who had done this rant on YouTube or whatever, wherever it was, somewhere on social media. It was like one guy who was mad because they had a red cup or they 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 didn't have any sort of Christmas stuff on the cup, and they applied that to everybody. I mean, it's the same thing with the tan suit with Obama, where apparently all these they thought that all these conservatives, people still believe this, that there were just loads of conservatives that were upset because Barack Obama wore a tan suit once. And what happened was the reason why, and now he's back on The Daily Show at least once a week, John Stewart decided to go and take a couple of different clips from panel discussions on Fox News. It was from like three shows, I think, on Fox okay. News, where they were kind of having fun with it. They were joking about the tan suit or whatever. And then he put together a montage and dishonestly portrayed this as all of conservative media is freaking out about <laughs> Obama's tan suit. And that lives in lore today for liberals in America. It's crazy. Hilarious. This arm, this record will tank. Oh, I think she has a huge fan base. Well, there'll be the built-in people that will buy it. But in terms of revolutionary and shaking the ground and, you know, uh, crashing through to country music... I don't see that happening. Okay. I mean, these artists get themselves to the point where we can do whatever we want, and people will buy it. See, I want to bet you on this. I really okay. do, but I don't know how we measure it. Yeah, I don't, how do we measure either. it, David? If it gets to, like, top ten at country radio, do you think it'll get top ten, um, No. I haven't checked the chart, so I don't even know it if, probably already is. if it already, already is. It may already. Whatever. There's a lot of crossover, man, between the pop and the... And, Modern country music. Oh, I, I mean, think country music is the new pop. Yeah, it is the new top. 40. It'll it'll do well. I I think it'll do well, and then that's. But I mean, as far as sustaining as a country artist, I don't know if she even wants to do that. It's just sort of a. It seemed like something she wanted to do, and she can do whatever she wants. Yeah, it's fine. We should do smooth jazz next. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually like to hear that. I would. Yeah. I'm the only one on you the show. You may get your wish. <laughs> I like some of the artists female artists in that format uh, is that sexist i don't dig so much dudes singing smooth jazz but if it's like Nora jones she's got a new record coming out i just saw that the other day i know i'm the only one you want to put me in this metal box scott i didn't put you there you put that's... you there <laughs> you want to say oh, it. if it's not her you don't like it that's not true every rocker's got a soft side scott <laughs> but i didn't anyway. think Nora jones Norm Jones is just kind of jazzy. No, I know what she is, yeah. Okay. I don't know if you guys heard this piece of audio, because Fonnie Willis was all over the news, and then she did not testify on Friday. She was supposed to. And then I think the wise people talked her out of it. That you, You've done enough damage. You don't want to go back up there again with that whole case in Georgia, right? So then I don't know what podcast this was on, but Fonnie Willis's dad, who did take the stand apparently for her on Friday, called this dude from Texas that came to Georgia a cracker. What? Yes, a couple of times in this clip. It's like, wow, that's not a great look right there. Uh, after the election, I was so pissed off at that. How could this Texas cracker come here and run the black community? I was just livid. Who about, are you referring to? Um, uh, Jesse Hunter, Hunter, big daddy, fat Texas cracker, okay? Hunter, okay, him. Okay. Unra. That's the Unra. Hmm. Big fatty, big fat daddy cracker. <laughs> yes. 
which is going to be in my new rap name. Well, <laughs> I was going to say. Maybe you I mean, want to take it. <laughs> Big Fat Texas Cracker. That's that's actually, I'm breaking in to the <laughs> okay. country music world, okay? That's going to actually be my country music. You got to tech that daddy on there somewhere. Yeah. Big Fat Cracker Daddy. DVC. Yes, I like it. All right, news update next. <laughs> list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. If you're interested in daily fantasy sports, but maybe a little confused about how it all works, Prize Picks is the way to get started. You're just playing against the numbers. No tinkering with lineups or keeping track of a bunch of players. And you're not playing against sharks. You pick more or less on a two to six player stat projection. You can now win up to a hundred times your money with as little as four correct picks. You can turn ten dollars into a thousand. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players, sports, and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app basketball hockey soccer tennis etc price picks has a game for you price picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured yeah they're the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy it's easy to download the app today and use code mbcr for a first deposit match of up to 100 bucks that's code mbcr on price picks for a deposit match up to 100 bucks pick more pick less it's that easy Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot of stress out there. New crisis every day. Yeah, um, of course, selfishly, a lot of us want to know, how is all this going to affect my financial future and my financial position, of course? Yes. It's not too late to diversify. You know that. To an old IRA or 401k into gold, and Birch Gold Group can help. As opposed to a lot of other investments, gold thrives in times of uncertainty, and it's an important part of diversifying your savings. Yeah, they'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA, and gold doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. Just text NBCR to 989898 for a free information kit. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers. Yep, all you got to do to get started, text NBCR to 989898 for a free info kit. That's MBCR to 989898. Get started. So there was a little accident with the feds? Yeah. yeah. So there's this guy, convicted murderer, Jeremy Kelly, 43 years old. He was uh, convicted in 1999 of first-degree murder with the use of a deadly weapon and robbery and all sorts of things. Serves his time for the murder, Okay, then gets out, violates his probation multiple times, winds up 
getting sent to federal prison, and he got released before he actually served his state-level sentence in Nevada. Nevada, uh, the Department of Corrections there, didn't know that he was out of custody until they he didn't show up for a, for a hearing. They're like, oh, yeah, the, the feds released him. What? What happened? Well, <laughs> yeah, what happened? A little lack of communication there. Oh, my gosh. These are the people we trust. Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I guess you have breaking news, David. Uh, this is actually kind of remarkable. And, and all right, so so in the state of Alabama, you may have heard this. There's been a ruling. Uh, it, it involves a couple of uh, wrongful death lawsuits against a fertility clinic in Alabama, where they destroyed the embryos that people had entrusted in their care. Mm-hmm. And so they are suing. And the Alabama Supreme Court said, well, yes, under the state constitution, that is a life. That is a, that is a human. And so you can sue. Uh, we'll see what happens with the case overall. But you, you do have the ability to sue for wrongful death because embryos that are kept frozen are life. They are hu- a human is what the Alabama Supreme Court says. So, you know, liberals are having a hard time with this, saying, oh, this is terrifying, this is imperiling IFV clinics and blah, 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 and all this kind of stuff. And um, the ladies on on The View were kicking this around. Whoopi Goldberg, you know, she's doing her thing where she's, like, pounding on the desk. This is outrageous. Brah! Right? <laughs> and then they go. good imitation. And then, <laughs> I've been practicing the waddle, too, by the way. That no. was good. Then they go to Sonny Hostin. Now, Sonny Hostin is a lunatic, and uh, generally speaking, but something may have changed in, in her recent history, as we've talked about on this show. Um, she found out that uh, her family back in the day in Puerto Rico uh, were slaveholders. And I think that that may have been a humbling moment that she's coming to terms with because she defended the state of Alabama. What? She said, cause "In this she, case, yeah." And she told her story that they were trying to do uh, in vitro fertilization. She and her husband had been, and she says, "Well, because of our Catholic faith, we believed that this was actually uh, a, a human, so we we did not sign off on anybody destroying the embryo." Um, and then they try to turn it around and say, "Well, that's just your personal belief, right?" And it. It kind of goes off the rails from there because I think everybody was kind of caught flat-footed, not thinking that one of the most toxic liberals on that toxic liberal program was actually kind of defending the state of Alabama with this. And is that your religious? Is it because of your religious beliefs? My religious beliefs are that... um, no, Conception I'm not is the start of, of human right. life. However, right. when you look at an embryo, mm-hmm. I mean, that certainly 
is more than just an egg and a sperm separated. Mm -hmm. They wait several days. Ideal transfer is five days. Mm -hmm. You're transferring a human embryo mm -hmm. that is going to attach in, in your uterine lining right. and become a child. Okay, so that's, but this is based on your religious yes. belief. Well, These are your religious is, convictions. It is, it is partially based on it, but it's partially based on science. What? Well, yeah. it is partially based on science. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would argue that the whole thing is really based on science. Right. That 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 yeah. is that that is a life that yes. has been created there. See, Whoopi's trying to go at at in that angle. Like, right. well, you're religious gobbledygook, you know. Man, I'm trying to look up the story right now. I just saw this last week that someone asked Chad GPT about conception and the first answer was, well, it's based on religious belief, whatever. And they ask it again, well, what's the scientific definition? And it was the same. That's interesting. Very much so. Huh. And there was a little freak out about that. Not as much freak out as there's going to be after the view today, I'm sure. No, I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm just a little bit shaken here. But You're literally shaking. I'm literally shaking. No. <laughs> I, I wonder if this is a this is maybe a new trend that we're going to see, because you have like die in the wool liberals, progressives, um, like John Fetterman, for example, senator out of uh, Pennsylvania. This guy has a stroke that nearly kills him, and then you know something else happens to where he is suicidal, and winds up getting the help that he needed, and he comes out of the loony bin. Sounding like either you could say early 2000s Democrat, normie Democrat, or in some cases sounds like a conservative. He's not a conservative. I'm not saying that at all. But but he says, well, I'm no longer a progressive because progressives have lost their mind. And he's saying things that are making sense suddenly. And I want and now you've got, you know, Sonny Hostin, again, an absolute lunatic progressive who has been humbled, not exact, not in the exact same way, but in realizing that maybe life is messier than her narrow worldview uh, would maintain. Right, to think it's even possible that her great-great-great-grandparents yeah. were slaveholders. And I'm wondering now, like, sometimes maybe, I mean, and I think everybody's had a similar experience as far as being humbled and sure. maybe rethinking some things. Not that dramatically usually, but something happens. Um, I wonder if that... that it's interesting to watch. I'll just say that. Watch some of the progressive ideology just sort of float away the moment you sort of get your bell rung. That could be. You know, it's interesting. We were talking about this earlier. So on that, where I play the clip from Brett Weinstein and Joe Rogan, where Weinstein's point is, listen, the power elite that control basically the news and the narrative lost people when they went too far to try to make people believe that you were a transphobe if you're like a guy and you don't find a guy dressed as a woman as a trans woman attractive right and people are like wait a second no that's ridiculous or that you know being morbidly obese is actually healthy you know you, you lost yeah. people with that and th they were having that conversation and then part of that they started talking about well how much they appreciate independent journalists that took a risk because they started to see through different narratives that, you know, legacy media was trying to push. They're saying, no, this is absolute garbage and the universities and everything else. So in that, he brings up the story.
from Oklahoma during COVID when they were saying ivermectin, it's horse paste. Yeah. And then uh, you got people that are blocking gunshot victims in Oklahoma to get into the hospital. You remember this? Oh, you? I remember this. Yeah, there was like some guy told one of the major news outlets, ne- networks, I guess. Um, maybe it started at the local level and then it, it worked its way up there because it was uh, something that confirmed the, the liberal media's priors, I guess. But apparently this guy who was supposedly an ER doctor in rural Oklahoma had a line of gunshot victims <laughs> out the door of the emergency room because they were treating people who had overdosed on horse paste. It was total BS. Yeah, you, you pick at that scab a little bit and you realize this is nonsense. This is, com- this is a complete fabrication. Well, one part I forgot about is they were using stock photos of people standing in line, but it was from winter. Yes. And this was summer. Yeah. So Rogan, so you'll hear him talking about independent journalists and then going to that story. I just found it hilarious. It's like a minute clip. Independent journalists that do have the respect and the admiration of people because they put their neck out there and they've said things that are controversial and, and difficult and they've made these points from a, a well-articulated place of an actual understanding of the issues and not ideological. So, so by the way, you got finger near the button just in case. I think I got all the F-words. Yeah, oh, boy. I think I got them. So when you're seeing something like the New York Times tweet th- post things that are clearly ideological, Rolling Stones lost the plot. I mean, just what are they doing? They're just their propaganda nonsense that they did during the pandemic about the people dying from ivermectin while gunshot wounds how many people are getting shot the are you talking about you've got a line of gunshot wounds is that what you're showing me and then you're showing me a photograph which is a stock photo of a completely different time of the year where people are wearing winter jackets you this is crazy. You're talking about, what was it, Oklahoma that we're saying? Oklahoma in the summer and people were wearing parkas? Like, f*** you. How are you real? How are you real? <laughs> yeah. and so I think there are people that are paying attention that get to the point where it is how the... what You're not real. This isn't right. real. Well, NBC News running with the story that some lady in Arizona fed her husband fish tank cleaner oh, yeah. because she thought it was the same thing as hydroxychloroquine. Right. And NBC News re- literally said her husband's dead because Donald Trump told him to take fish tank cleaner, which is a total lie. And then there were suspicions yes. about whether or not she actually poisoned him. I don't think that was ever proven in a court of law, but, I mean, there were questions about that. Um Oh, yeah. it's bonkers. It a bunch is. of goobers sitting around with jars that have horse paste on it, and they're right. like spooning it into their mouth. <laughs> yeah, they will They will go after that like crazy. Oh, it's the whole thing, though. I mean, the problem is you didn't know what to believe and who to believe. I mean, you're getting all this stuff. It's like, what? Really? Trying to wade through all this craziness. Yes. And you think to yourself, is that true? How can that be? And it's not. Yeah, and I saw another story today about the overdose nightmare in the United States with fentanyl. Oh, God. And the former YouTube CEO. Oh, kid God. just died. Yeah. I mean, it's all over the place. How often do you see reports on legacy media about fentanyl overdoses? The you kid's don't. dying. We pay attention to this stuff all the time. No, you don't. I don't remember the last time I saw, like, a real big piece on that. Do you, David? Uh, Fox seems to be the only national outlet that is um, that covers it or pays attention to it at all. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Here and there, you'll see stories about it. But, I mean, when you're talking about 100,000 people in a year dying because of a fentanyl overdose, and most of the time it's because they think they're taking something else. Yeah. Yes. Why would you not, like, at least let parents know so they can tell their kids, hey, if somebody hands you something, you think it's a Percocet, don't take it because you don't know what it actually is. And it could kill you immediately. Yes. I've had that conversation many, many times. And it's usually met with, you really think I'd get some sort of drugs off the street? Listen, there are how many parents say, I never thought my kid would ever do that. Oh, yeah. You know, you're just trying to throw the information out there best you can. I saw this on a lighter note. The crazy stat. College baseball player got beamed eight times in nine at bats. Oh, dude. I saw a couple of them and I was... He is a little on top of the plate, but at the same time, eight out of nine? Oh, I'm dropping the bat at some point. We're <laughs> heading to the mound. I'm not going to take it. Gee whiz. Has a pitch you ever been somebody multiple times? I don't know about multiple. Man, something. All right. News update about a foster kid who went to Yale and wrote a book about it. You'll be surprised. Straight ahead. Our medicated ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirror bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's. So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try soon. Harry's is available online and in-store at a retailer near you. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash dance. That's harrys.com slash dance. Or check us out at your local Costco for a price you can't find anywhere else. Just look for the Chrome Razor with 13-blade refills at your local Costco. You can't miss it. Exclusive to Costco members. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Marcy Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Marcy, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, with rising costs and concerns about the economy, running a business right now, a lot of people are saying this, the hardest it's been in a long time. Yeah, well, you can simplify a lot of the nuts and bolts, like closing the books, with NetSuite by Oracle. 
Everything you need to grow your business in one place. You get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators. Yeah, it's all in one efficient system, letting you manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and most importantly, improve your margins. Having it all together, that makes it really easy to make good decisions for the future. And right now, NetSuite has an unprecedented offer to make it happen for you. Yeah, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash MVR. That's netsuite.com slash MVR to get your own KPI checklist. Happy to see this today. New York Post had it. Free Press had it. I think this guy writes for the Free Press. Um. This is Rob Henderson, and he has quite a story to tell. As he says, I grew up poor, encountered the middle class in the military, and later found myself surrounded by affluence at Yale. The book is called Troubled, and he describes what it was like to come from a deprived and dysfunctional background and move up the American status ladder. He's learned a lot about it, and it led him to develop the concept of luxury beliefs. Have you ever heard that term before? No. No, but I know where he's going with it, and I love it. I love that phrase. Ideas and opinions that confer status on the upper class at little cost, while often inflicting damage on the lower classes. Ideas such as monogamy and marriage are outdated, or that we should, quote, defund the police. And he's seen a lot of people get damaged. The whole title of the book is Troubled, A Memoir of Foster Care, Family, and Social Class. Part of the book, he's talking about government's not going to solve your problems. Nope. It's, I got to get this book. Um, he went to Yale for an undergrad, earned a PhD at Cambridge, but he said we place way too much emphasis on degrees and diplomas. So he's using his personal story to make broader points about class differences, the importance of family, and how government social services utterly failed him. Wow. Yeah. He was born to a drug-addicted mom in L.A., put in foster care at age three, upbringing filled with poverty and violence. Then he got into the Air Force at age 17 and then went to school after that. Really interesting. He said, people have told me that my story has brought them to tears. That's never been my intention. I don't want pity. I'm one of the lucky ones. There are many kids who have suffered far more. Some of them never recover from what they've endured. And talking about, you know, the different parents, he said he had three adults responsible for him. They all failed him. Gosh. It, but, man, I mean, you can't say this guy doesn't have credibility with his story. And part of it is, you know, there's so much emphasis. Well, how much of an education is this person getting? Because one, the, the education is the key to everything. And he says, no, it's really not. I mean, having a loving family before you're 18 is really, really important. And there's not as much emphasis put on that in society. And that is true. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you almost take it from someone who really knows here, or at least what his message is. Yeah, I'm looking forward to checking that out. Wow. So this, this made this guy happy out of Nebraska. Our friends in Nebraska probably already heard this story. This dude was cleaning out of his glove box, found an old unscratched lottery ticket mm, no. for a game called Trucks and Bucks. Here we go. <laughs> he just won himself a new Ford F-150. Gosh damn. Well, how do you He's like been that? Driving around with the ticket in there for months. I'm surprised also it was took, still good. I know. 
Usually they're looking for a way to wiggle out of that sort of thing. Yeah, there's expiration dates on them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They took care of the taxes, too. The full thing was valued at $81,000. Well, that'll get you a new F-150. <laughs> yeah, it will. Yep. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, I'm like, wow. How long could you sit with that around? And who gets one of those tickets and just throws it in the glove box? Well, I think people just forget they'll pick up a few, you know? Yeah, I know. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right, David, biggest story today. Uh, there are quite a few. One that just came to my attention is uh, Joe Biden giving away the game on his way to California today. Really? No, he's campaigning that Donald Trump is a threat to democracy, right? We, how many times oh, yeah. have we heard that? We all know we're going to hear that every single day about how, well, you got to vote for Joe Biden. You may not like him, but uh, I mean, Donald Trump, threat to democracy. Well, he was asked, who would you rather run against, Nikki Haley or Donald Trump? Now, if you if you think that Trump is a threat to democracy, then you would clearly say, well, at least if Nikki Haley wins, then it's not a right. threat to democracy. Well, <laughs> didn't say that. Of course not. All right, we'll get to that. And the Scott Robbins trifecta straight ahead. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer. That's Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, uh, President Biden on his way to California, somebody, somebody did ask, hey, should Gavin Newsom, the governor, be on standby in case you can't make it in 2024? And he says, oh, well, are you ready? Uh Trying to what? land a line didn't really work all that well. But also he really? was asked, hey, you know, with the South Carolina primary here, uh, are, are, you, are you more interested in running against Donald Trump or Nikki Haley? And, and to me, I, I think because they've been running on this whole platform that Donald Trump is the Antichrist and, and, and democracy itself is, hangs in the balance if he were to win – the obvious answer, if you truly believe that, is well, yeah, I would like Nikki Haley to be uh, to be the nominee because at least if she wins and I lose, then at least you know the threat to democracy has been defeated, right? If you actually believe that Trump is, they don't believe right. that Trump is a threat to democracy. That's that's kind of the point. Um, and he was asked though, and here's what he said: Oh, I don't care. He just said, I, I don't care. If it's Nikki Haley or Donald Trump. Well, then you uh, just admitted uh, you really don't think Donald Trump is a threat to democracy. That's right. I don't care. I, I mean, I would just say it's like, who who would you want? If somebody were to ask me, um, you know, 16 years from now, who do you want dating your daughter? Somebody who's a total D-bag, <laughs> but is more or less nice to her? Or the guy who you know is going to hit her? Well, I'll take the D-bag. Right. Yeah, easy. At least this other person, she's not going to destroy the country and democracy wouldn't hang in the balance. Well, right. yeah, if you're going to be a D-bag, just be a nice one. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, the whole threat to democracy line has been used so many times. Oh, it's over you. It's so, it doesn't oh mean anything. Gosh. It doesn't mean anything. Well, and it's, it's a throwaway line now. Again, especially after the Twitter files, how everything was rigged last time. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could make the argument, protecting democracy, you destroyed it. Yeah. You truly did. I thought it was interesting, man, because on ABC, John Carl wanted to check in with Charlemagne the Fraud. 
because, you know, he controls the black vote. Apparently, that's what a lot of people in media seem to think. And if you remember, you know, last election when Biden had the sit down, you know, with Charlemagne. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. Whoa. What? A lot of people were critical of Charlemagne saying, how could you let that guy come in there? Talk to you like that. But he's kind of towed the line. But in this recent interview, he said, you know, among other things, Joe Biden's not inspiring. No one really wants to listen to him. It's kind of taking him to task for that. But then he made another point that, I don't know, maybe I'm just trying to mind read here. It seemed like it made John Carl a little uncomfortable when Charlemagne said this. The other problem is they've always done this with every single Republican candidate. Since I've been alive, whoever the Republican presidential candidate has been, they've demonized. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if it's John McCain. It doesn't matter if it was, you know, Mitt Romney. It doesn't matter who it is. They will, they will demonize the Republican candidate. And now that there's an actual legitimate threat right there in our faces, they're like the, they're like the party who cried wolf. See? Mm-hmm. Well, he's still, he's still the same guy in the end. Yeah. But at least he makes the point, which is true. Yeah. All these other guys, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen if this person's elected? Blah, 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 blah. And then you saw it with DeSantis, uh, what, about a year and a half ago? This, we should be worried about him more than Trump. Yeah. The bedwetters and the legacy media were saying that at the time. Yeah. But now it's all back into Trump, and he's a Putin stooge, and blah, blah, blah. Here we go again. Guess we shouldn't be surprised. No. That's okay. the whole game. Yeah. Dang. Threat to democracy. All right, are you ready for your big yeah, three? Yeah, let's set? go. Let's roll. Okay. Casey, ready? I don't know. Are you ready? One, two, look at my shoe. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day, helped by his hero. Hi, it's me, Casey. Casey, Casey. Hey, Casey, how's it going? I'm ready. I know that. Are you okay? Are you doing well? Yes. Okay. Three. Uh, number three, you want to talk about a new poll on Trump from The Economist and YouGov. Yeah, YouGov's got a poll out. The findings indicate a divided perception among respondents, both Trump and Biden receiving 44% in a direct contest. However, comma, when it comes to expectations of victory, 45% of those surveyed predict Trump will win, surpassing the 34% who foresee a Biden triumph. Mm-hmm. The poll, the notes, 21% remain undecided. The sentiment also distinctively leans towards Trump among registered voters. 44% say he's going to win. 37% say Biden will. Now, here's where it gets interesting. The confidence gap widened uh, further along party lines. 84% of Republicans said, yeah, Trump's going to win, compared to only 73% of Democrats who believe in Biden's chances. Okay. Now, no votes have been filed. No votes have been filed. None of that's out there. This is just where we sit today, which, again, leads me to believe they're going to push him out. Probably. I mean, this doesn't get better. Oh, absolutely not. It doesn't not. get better. Absolutely not. Did you see, by the way, Hillary Clinton out saying, Trump's already said he wants to be a dictator. See, she's yeah, out there, right. man. I'm telling you. When he said, for one day. Yeah. For what? The border and a drill. Yeah. Said, yeah, for a day. Yeah, I I'll be, be a dictator for a day. That's what yeah. he said. And that's what gives him the unhappy but factual title 
of King for a day. No, it's a completely different situation, Casey. Now, on with the <laughs> He's countdown. He's been vying for more airtime, wow, so it yeah. doesn't surprise me. Okay. okay. The Scott Robbins trifecta top three of the day up to number two. Number two, uh, Ann Coulter was on Bill Maher's show and uh, made everyone really uncomfortable. Yeah, something they're calling now the Coulter's Law. The Coulter's Law. They in the media. If Coulter says this, this is the way it works. This is the way it rolls out. Oh yeah, because Mar set it up saying you know the Super Bowl shooter. They didn't know who it was. Right. I mean, we don't know who did this shooting, by the way. The 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 Super Bowl shooting. We have some idea. What? If it were a white man shooting, we'd know. Well, we don't know. But they, I mean, they That's how we know it's not a white man. I can tell you that much. And if you hadn't heard this before, you also have Van Jones from CNN sitting next to Ann Coulter laughing at her. Very smugly, like, oh, please. Yeah. You think they're, they're repressing that reporting? They wouldn't tell us about the um, transgender woman that shot up the Christian school for, what, like a year? Um, oh, San Bernardino out here. Remember the crazy terrorist Muslims? Uh, that's when I first noticed, hmm, they're not telling us who it is. It's I, not a white male. The longer they go without telling you, it's not a white male. Okay, well, we don't, we, for this one, for right now, as of Friday night, February 16th, we, know. we, don't, we don't officially know. Okay, you know you have special powers. Um, and that was pretty much true what Mars said at the very end. Yep. Must be, because she knew. Well, and, and the reason they're saying this, well, we don't want to reveal this because, well, they're, they're under 18. They're minors. Mm-hmm. They're protected. Might want to remind you of the controversy over a kid wearing face paint that went on for a long time. Mm-hmm. You looked up the Kansas City shooting, and there are no national stories on that one, but that kid they knew exactly who he was and knew exactly what his age was almost immediately. Well, not only that, there were still photos that people had taken. Everywhere. Right before it happened. Yes. Everywhere. Okay. And the Covington Catholic kids. Right. They just shared the video. No problem with that one. Right. To which you had legacy media hosts and special guests talking about how they wanted to do violence to those kids. Yeah, Yeah, both kids. Yeah. Yeah. Kids. Don't give me that crap about (laughs) how you're protecting someone because of their age. And the countdown Lying, lying liars. (laughs) This got Robin's trifecta top three of the day. And finally, one. Uh, New York City is going to be, well, at least they're planning to house illegal immigrants in luxury housing. Well, you know they're out of room, don't you? You guys know that, don't you? There's no room. Eric Adams said no, nowhere else to go with That's what this. He said. So they're looking into other accommodations. One of those is located at 2201 Adam Clayton Powell Boulevard, a condominiums. One of the newest condominiums in the storied neighborhood of Central Harlem. Now the uh, immigrants will enjoy the luxury buildings surrounded by jazz clubs, theaters, and ethnic cuisine, as well as a cutting-edge appearance. And they got a pool inside. Wow, pool too. Yes, they've got a nice pool. Thermal controlled heat and air conditioning. Elegant lobby. Conference room will be there. So if they all want to get together and have a conference, they've got a place for it. That's cool. They've got screens there if they want to do slides or video presentations. They're all there as well. That's where they'll be going. And it's all free. Well, not really, but well, not to free the to them. Yes. It was a real steal. <laughs> And is it true Trump wants to put gators in the pool? At Trump Tower, yeah. No, at that place. Oh, at that place? Oh, yeah. that, you know, 
Just that, asking for a friend. You know, you know, you know what Trump should do though. What's that? Open up Trump Tower to the migrants. That's what I, I, th- I thought the exact same thing. And yes, because I mean that's it's it's a nice building. Uh, they're like just on the what was that southwest corner, just about of Central Park. Yeah, lovely. I mean, just say you know what? Hey, Democrats, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to put uh, a bunch of migrants into Trump Tower. And by the way, state of New York. I'm not going to be able to make some of my my tax liability this year because I'm doing this for free. I'm going to write this off. Boy, would you and, let would you let them stay in your building? Well, considering the rooms are going for what two hundred fifty three hundred bucks or uh, more a night. I mean, if nothing else, you know, if you charge the city of New York, you've just paid for your lawsuit. Or yeah, right, that's true. exactly. That is true. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking about the hotels that house people for a while, and then you saw the footage. Yeah. Holy oh. mackerel. They left a mess. Well, the, <laughs> well, yes. The communists in New York have already said Trump can't do business there. Yep, that's right. So I can't make a living. All right, I'll open this up and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll recoup some of my losses here because I'm doing something out of the goodness of my heart. Wow. That's something, man. And there you have yeah, it. Tell me, that's Robert not a bad up. idea. That is not a bad idea. Well, the people who actually own condos in that building yeah. think it's probably well, terrible. They might, they might have a problem with it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. And I know we got Nimrod's the news. we got to get to a news update as well. Where is, oh, yeah, man. we got a couple of good Nimrod's in the news. You'll enjoy straight ahead. Our medicated ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirror bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's. So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try soon. Harry's is available online and in-store at a retailer near you. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash refresh. That's harrys.com slash refresh. Or check us out at your local Costco for a price you can't find anywhere else. Just look for the Chrome Razor with 13-blade refills at your local Costco. You can't miss it. Exclusive to Costco members.
The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, if you're interested in daily fantasy sports, maybe you're a little confused how it all works. Prize picks is a great way to get started. Yeah, with prize picks, you're just playing against the numbers. You don't have to worry about lineups, keeping track of a bunch of players, just no, playing against the numbers. Yeah, you're not playing a bunch of sharks either. You don't have to play against them. You pick more or less two to six player stat projections. That simple. And you can win up to 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into 1000 Now you got quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, an enormous selection of player sports tat, uh, stat types. That's what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. So it doesn't matter what sports you're into, whether it's basketball, hockey, soccer, tennis, Prize Picks has a game for you. Also, Prize Picks offers injury insurance so that if your entries maybe get hurt in the first half, you stay in play. That's yeah. pretty cool. They're the only ones that do that. Yeah. yeah. Download the app today. Use the code MVCR for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's code MVCR on prize picks for a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Got a news update, David? I do. You know, we were just talking about migrants in New York City. Have you seen the video now of uh, one of these uh, holding facilities that the city of New York has set up in place? And NYPD goes in to make a couple of arrests and a melee ensues. Deport him. Uh, yeah. I mean, dude, Gone. Th- this should not even doing? be a question. No. no, it should not. Get him out. I don't understand it. it I mean, it well, makes I don't no sense. I mean. Okay. So when you say melee, people are attacking the cops. Yes. Did they get the arrest made? Uh, it looks like they did. At least wow. one of the guys winds up getting cuffed, but you got the cop. You got, I'm sorry, you got the uh, the illegal immigrants throwing stuff at the cops, trying to hit the cops, and all of that. It's like, no, you. It, new rule: you see that happening, and you're one of these migrants who's come into the country, mm-hmm. and if you don't immediately back up against the wall and prove that you're not part of it, clean sweep. Everyone in this room gets deported. I mean, if you just ask yourself the question, I'm going to another country, and I'm there. And I, I start attacking cops. What happens? Well, if history's any lesson, nothing. There, I'll tell you what. You're in well, jail. There, and yeah. it's not good. No. Wow, it's crazy. All right, time for Nimrod's in the news. Let's go. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dean. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Oh boy. Nimrod's in the news. Uh, this one's from Houston, your old, your old town, David. Uh, apparently, this dude is six foot six, two hundred fifty pounds. He likes to wear a kilt. Hmm. Went into a couple of antique stores, and for whatever reason, he shoves items up there. Oh, oh no! A, a makeup brush, another item described as a hardware piece. Oh, An antique bottle opener. Oh, same same place. Two different places did this. Wow. They wow. had security footage. Well, they talked to um, one of the owners of one of the antique stores. What they saw. Remember when I was disgusted that night, uh, one of the dealers sent me a video that she had from a camera in her own booth. I think they've been in here before. The employees recognized them and said they were just, you know, the guy was really nice and she was nice and um, they just shopped around for a few hours. What did they do with those products? They threw them away mostly. 
That's what they said. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Well, they throw. According to this story, they threw out all those items and then sanitized other items just in case. (laughs) That's a public caning. What are you doing? Or, Or a new show where you have to. Like, take a guess, and hopefully it's not been inside somebody. We'll call it uh, Antiques Dirt Road Show. <laughs> no! Gosh. 60-year-old Mitchell Vest is his name. Ah. And then the other, this was at a Schnuck supermarket in Missouri. Dude named Jesse Garrett. He had more than 10 items in the quick checkout. He was like, hey! He just lifted up his shirt to show his piece. Oh, gosh. I guess you're not going to have any problem with that. Yeah, he's in a lot of trouble. And that's Nimrod's in the news.